welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. We thank God and I believe that God is visiting different people, several people under several circumstances. Your situation is not too bad for God to turn things around for you. It is not a, impossible for God to glorify his name in your life. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. There is a divine reason why you are on this platform at this time. Because God has an agenda to beautify your life with his glory, with his power, with his intervention. Sometimes what happens is that when we go through difficult times and we go through very worrying times, we just conclude and tend to believe that God can't do it or God might not do it. But that is a lie from the pit of hell because God is willing and God is able. God is able and God is willing. God is able and God is willing. Can you imagine a world without God? That, that is unimaginable. So I, I don't even understand why people say, oh, I don't, there's no God, there's no God. You say there's no God until, most people who live as, as atheists never die as one. When you're about to die, you realize that, oh, this thing, I'm well. <laughs> you are free, you are free to live at, as atheists. But don't make a mistake to die as one. <laughs> if you die one, if you die as it is, the Bible says that don't die in your sins. In Revelation, it says, Blessed are those who die in the Lord. Their works follow them. If you die in your sins, Jesus said, If you don't believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. John chapter 8, 24 and 29. If you don't, if you do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. You will die in your sins. Did you see that? Unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. But the good news is that you, you listening to me, you will not die in your sins. Heaven will intervene and heaven will change your story in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, <clears throat> say, Shout a living amen. 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 As I keep saying, every day is God's day. It becomes your day, the day you believe. Every day is God's day. It becomes your day, the day you believe. What does it mean? So it means that it means that tonight is somebody's night because tonight you are about to believe you are coming you are bringing faith to the table mm. when you bring faith to the table god brings grace to you so god grace sets the table and faith participates in the banquet your faith is the spoon you need to to begin to fetch from God's ditch that he has prepared for you. You need your faith. Grace will make the provision 
but faith is what entitles us to be able to enjoy from the provision of grace so in romans chapter 4 verse 16 it says that it is of faith that it might be by grace <laughs> therefore it is of faith that it might be but if you want to enjoy grace you require faith to be able to access what grace has provided grace is god at work faith is man tapping man or human beings and so it's important to understand that grace grace is god at work and then faith is man receiving man happen so you we need faith to be able to receive from god god brings us grace and then we bring faith to the table bible says in ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it is by grace you are saved so grace is the work of god so he says for it is by grace are ye saved he said for for by grace you have been saved how do you get it through faith. So you use faith to access grace. So without faith, you'll be disgraced. <laughs> without faith, you can't enjoy grace. Faith is a necessary requirement to enjoy grace. Guess what? It's so important that Jesus sends his disciples to go, go and tell them, I am alive. So if the disciples will go and tell the people he's alive. And if they believe his disciples, then their testimony, their miracle, the blessings begin to show. But if they don't believe the disciples, then God can't help them. Oh, but God, if you can come yourself, I will believe you. He said, no, I don't operate like that. I operate through vessels. For the electricity to come from the power generating center to your house, you need some cables. So you can't get the electricity uh, wirelessly, okay? You can't get it wirelessly. The same with gas. You can't get it without uh, tubes hmm. or vessels. It's the same, it's the same with um, water. Water can't come to your house without the pipe. In the same way, God can't get you. Know, God, Bible says, the life of God is, is typified by water in scriptures. God can't get to you without the human vessels. So he created us, as I keep saying, not just to be instruments. Where instruments is lower, vessels. So he can put himself in us to be able to transport himself through us to somewhere. So as I sit here, the good news is I came in the name of the Lord as a vessel of the Lord. So I can't take credit. Everything that is happening is him. And God, because he's here working through a vessel, he's doing amazing things. And if you are on this platform, the only thing that is required of you is you to exercise your faith, believe in the word of the Lord that is spoken. And as you believe in the word of the Lord and we pray, you begin to see the manifestation of what God has said. Everything is going to change about your condition in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak the prophetic word of the Lord to you that the same God who is giving others testimonies, 
who is doing it for others, that same God will do it for you. I see him forcefully turning your captivity around. There is a turnaround for someone tonight. There is a turn There is a turnaround for somebody tonight. You are experiencing a divine visitation. You are experiencing supernatural turnaround. And I see that happening for you right now. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. Receive it now. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus. Enough is enough. Wow. Some of you have been through too much stuff, but you are tired of it. And tonight we are going to proclaim and declare that enough is enough. Enough is enough. Someone say enough is enough. Enough is enough. Tonight, enough is enough. Enough of harassment from the devil. Enough of satanic intimidation. Enough yeah. of demonic harassment. Enough yeah. is enough. The power of God is about to break loose over your situation. And yeah. God is about to turn your captivity around. And you will say that I can see everything turning around for my good. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout a little bit. Amen. Amen. I started talking about how to get your prayers answered. Or how to pray the prayer of faith. And I, I think it would be good to take it further from there. Continue. Because I said, if you want to get your prayer answered, number one, you must know that God answers prayers. So no, no. It's something you know that God answers. Why would you pray if you don't, you don't know that God will answer prayer? So if you are coming to God, you must know that he's a prayer answering God. He said, we know that if we pray according to his will, he hears us. And number two, you have to consider the word of God, the verdict of God, what God has said. Consider that to be true. So other, there, there's other, there are other reports, but you choose to believe the report of the Lord. You choose to believe the report of the Lord, that the report of the Lord is true, and that is what will prevail. And it is the report of God, that the Lord, that will stand in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three is consider past victories. You know, previously you, were, you went into a crisis. And you prayed and God delivered you. So that same God who delivered you will deliver you. Okay. Remember what God has done. Ebenezer in first, first Samuel chapter 12 said, Ebenezer, this that 7 12, that, that's far the Lord has brought us. This is how far. So once you know it's God who brought you here, it will help you to remember. And someone took a stone and set it up between Mispar and Shen and called it, they called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So the same Lord who helped you this far is going to help you that far. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. So if you are going to pray, remember how God helped you in the, pre, in, in the in time past when you were in crisis and how you prayed and God did it. And once you rehearse past victories, it will give you the confidence to know he's still doing something. That is why it's good to hear somebody's testimony. When you hear somebody's testimony, it tells you that God who did it there, since it's the same God I'm also calling on, is going to do it for you. So past victories will help you. When David was going to face Goliath for to fight, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, I think verse 40, 39, 40, 41, David said to Goliath, you are coming to me with a, a spear and arrow. Sorry, a shield, sphere and a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord God. Uh, um, uh, David said, you come, you come to me with sword, uh, 
with the sword and with the spear but I, and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, of the Lord of the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. So David knew the God he was fighting for and the God who was behind him. So when earlier on in the in the chapter, when Samuel, sorry, Saul told David that you can't fight him. Let me give you. Uh, you, you can't fight him. This guy is experienced. He's been fighting for many years. He's an experienced fighter. David said, when I, I took care of my father's sheep, and the verse 34, but David said, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear, or a lion or a bear, came and took a lamb out of the flock, what did he do? Verse 35, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. Watch this, this past victory. And when I, uh, so, so when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. This is a young man, killed the lion by himself. Now watch this. He said, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of Israel. So the same God who gave me, who delivered me from the lion and the bear, that's what he said, that he will deliver me from this. That moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. David rehearsed past victories. So if you rehearse past victories, it gives you the strength it gives you the audacity. It gives you the boldness to be able to face some of the things that are faced, you are faced in your family. Mom, I believe God is visiting you. You have a testimony. You have a testimony. There's somebody, your mother is sitting near you. You will have a testimony, ma'am. You will have a testimony and you will testify. You will, you will say, ah, this pastor, when he was saying, I knew that it was true, but I didn't know it is this true. Yes, some people are going to testify and say, I, and say, I didn't know that they would work so quickly. So shall it be in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus. So David rehearsed past victory. You want to pray a prayer of faith, you must know God answers prayers. And then number two, you must consider the verdict of God to be true. It's final. What God says is final than what any other person has said. And then number three, you have to learn how to consider past victories. Remember, God is faithful. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 and 24, the Bible says that faithful is he who has promised. For he who has promised is faith. He who has promised is faithful. If God said, I will do it, believe him, he will do it. God who has promised is faithful. So when you are praying, pray knowing that God is faithful. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, it says that he for he who has uh, promise is faithful or what he who called us is faithful who also will do it so Hebrews said faithful is he who has promised and Thessalonians said faithful is he who has called us he will do it he will do it he will do it do you know why Sarah got pregnant Sarah old lady old lady who's gone past menopause 90 year, years old she got pregnant not because of the, her diet she was eating balanced diet. No, she got pregnant because she, not be, just because Abraham believed, but she got pregnant because she herself believed. What did she believe? That who God who has promised is faithful. Hebrews eleven eleven. By faith, Sarah herself 
received strength to conceive when she was past age. Why? Because she judged him faithful. She judged God faithful. So she judged him faithful who has promised. Remember, God is faithful. Don't be that fearful. Remember, he is faithful. When you know God is faithful, you will not be fearful. When you know God is faithful, you will not be. When you know God is that faithful, you will not be that fearful. You will not be that fearful. Fearful, full of fear. Don't be full of fear. Be full of faith because our God is a faithful God. And when you are praying, don't pray in fear. Pray in faith. Pray. And how you how do you pray in faith? Consider the faithfulness of God. Consider that He who has promised. Faithful is He who has promised. Who and faithful is he who has called us, who also will do it. It's not you, it's not for you to do what God promised. It's for God to do what he has promised. You and I, our job is to believe that he's faithful. Sometimes our problem is we consider the nature of the promise more than the nature of the promiser. The one who promised. Take your eye off the condition. So let's say doctors have said that. Your kidneys are gone. Say, God forbid. God forbid. So there is somebody, maybe doctors have said, this situation is that bad and it's going to lead you this and there's nothing that can be done. Okay, that is what the doctors have said. And then suddenly you receive a word from a prophet or a servant of God that God said, this sickness is going to heal you. And you are thinking, no, this one is not medical. This one is not a, a, a thing... A, toothache. This one is terminal. What are you talking about? And that's God's word versus what they have said. And you, what this is how, how it looks. You just look at this one and look at what God has said. Look at the problem. Look at what God has said. And then you know, even though you are aware of the problem, you choose to say, God is faithful and I just believe what God has said. So I just accept what God has said. And I don't care whatever anybody is saying. And you, when you are saying, you begin to confess it. And so when you are praying, sometimes if you are not careful, you are looking at the impossible nature of what God is promising. If you look at the nature of the promise, you might not be able to believe to the end, but you have to look at the nature of the one who is promising because he is the only one who, when he says something, is able to do it. But he does not fail. He's faithful. God never fails. God never fails. So have faith in God, not in the situation, not in, just in even the promise. The reason why you should believe God's promise is not the nature of the promise, but the nature of the one who is promising. If, if Bill Gates tell you he'll buy you a house in the maybe the precious area, very expensive house for your, for, your, for your 40th birthday, let's say, or 30th birthday, or 21st birthday, maybe if your dad tells you because his mortgage, even they are chasing him. And he has always having issues with the bank. And so if your dad tells you, I'm going to buy a five-bedroom house for you with swimming pool on the roof in the garden and a basement, three swimming pools, one on the roof, one in the garden, one in the basement. I mean, if he tells you he's going to buy you that house, you find it difficult to believe because you know, he, he, even though he means it, he can't afford it. Your, your, your friend, whether boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, said they want to buy you a Ferrari, but they can't even afford their Ford Focus. They, they are, they, the other time, they almost came to repossess their Ford Focus. Yes, and now this person is telling you, you buy you a Ferrari. 
You know, it's very difficult to believe that. Yes. So it, it's, but if Bill Gates tells you that because of this, um, what you have done or your age or something, I want to buy you a Ferrari next month. Is this something you'll find difficult to believe? Even if they don't sell some in UK, they will ship it from America or yeah. from Germany. Italy, Italy. Do you understand that? So consider the nature of the one promising more than the complex nature of the promise. If you com com consider, if you focus on the complex nature of the promise, you will not be able to believe, but you have to judge God faithful. You have to judge. So, and, and so consider the verdict of God. When God promised, he delivers. God will not order anything and he won't pay for it. So if he says he will do it, he will do it. In Numbers chapter 23, verse 11, he said, for God is not a man that he should lie. Neither a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not make it good? In Romans chapter 3, verse 4, he says that let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and let every... So if men say something and God says it, everything and every physical evidence he said is not true. What God has said, let God be true and every man a liar. When God says it is so, Bible says God, in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, God, who cannot lie. Whatever God says, that is it. Mm. God is not a man that he should lie. So even if it does not seem to be there, once he speaks, it shall be there. So Abraham believed God, who calls the things, Romans chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. Abraham, before him, whom he believed, he believed God, who calls the things that be not as though they were. So God calls things. He calls things that don't exist as though they were. He, he believes God raises the dead or gives life to the dead and calls, give me New King James, please. Give me the New King James. It's in the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, life to the death, uh, the dead, sorry, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's God. So you must learn how to consider the benefits of God. That's, listen, and look at verse, the next verse, uh, verse 18. Abraham, this is who, against, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Because he believed that what God has said. What did he believe? He believed, he, he believed so, uh, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. What was spoken? God said, so shall thy seed be. And that's it. Even though he was 99, he couldn't have children. Once God said, so shall thy seed be, he considered the verdict of God and believed. Bible said he did not, he was not weak in faith. All right. He did, verse 19 says that he was not weak in faith. Uh, he did not consider his own body. Some of us, all you see is the problem. Sometimes you see the problem and see what God is saying to you. See the problem, but take your eyes and take your mind off the problem and take, put, focus your mind on the goodness of God. I see God intervening on your behalf. Amen. I see God turning your situation around. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Consider the verdict of God final. What God says. Abraham was not weak in faith, even though he was so old and the wife was so old. Bible says that he did not stagger at the promise of God or he did not waver. Like today you believe, tomorrow I'm not sure. Today, no, Abraham did not stagger through unbelief, but rather he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That's why it happened for him. And it happened for him for our example, so that we can also have 
a reason to believe. I'm giving you a reason to believe. Bible says that, and it came to pass that God, Genesis chapter 21, verse 1 and 2, it came to pass that God visited Sarah. Thank you, Jesus. And, it, and the Lord visit, visited Sarah, how? As he has said, and the Lord did for Sarah what? As he has spoken. Can I tell you something? God will do it for you as he has said. He will Amen. visit you as he has spoken. That's, that's how it works. So that is why do not undermine and underestimate what God says. I want to end on this. Consider the verdict of God. Don't worry about what unbelief. Bible said Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. The problem is sometimes if you listen to unbelievers too much, you only end up with unbelief. Because unbelievers, they are unbelievers. What do unbelievers do? They don't believe. What do believers do? Believers believe. And they see God at work. Okay? You are a believer. Believe God's word. Believe God's word. I know what is... Pastor, hmm, Pastor, this is cancer. It's not headache. Pastor, you don't know. These people said, oh, my headache was gone. The pain was... Pastor, my own is different. You to go and do examination. Go for another scan and see if God will not do it. Believe him and see if he will not do it. Yes. The same God who gives somebody 100 pounds can give another person 100,000 pounds. Yeah. It's the same God. It's the same God. And he can give another person 10 million pounds. It's the same God. It's the same God. It's the same God. It's the same God. It depends on the level of your faith and the, the state of your condition. Tonight, I want to encourage somebody. When you are praying, you have to pray knowing that God, what God says is true. God promises and cannot fail. He's too faithful to fail. He's too faithful. Faithful is he who has promised and he will not fail us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.